right, everyone. Welcome back to Quick Sticks, your source for a Division One RMU men's and women's lacrosse here. Uh, Owen Krebs and Nate Bressing are back as always. Um, you know, we had a very special guest last week with Ryan Smith coming on, and today we have very special guests as we have our first ever multi-athlete interview here. Um, you know, we have three graduate players that you know, without them on the the, the RMU women's lacrosse team. Um, definitely be lost defensively please welcome in Shay mccardle madison burke and kelly Colgrove. kelly colgrove so how is everyone doing um just overall um you know getting in the swing of things with the weather warming up and things like that um i mean it's definitely nice not having to practice in 30 degree temperatures outside so we're definitely loving the warm weather and um getting into our main conference schedule so definitely exciting how was everyone's easter Nice. We had a nice win, and then we got a long weekend break, so it was great. <laughs> With great weather. Nate, how have you been doing, buddy? Like, I don't know, you're you're back home, you're in quarantine right now. Are you doing okay? Yeah, I'm doing fine. You know, you had to address the elephant in the room. I'm down <laughs> bad with the COVID, so, but... You know, I'm feeling fine. I'm asymptomatic, but I'm home, so, in quarantine. Yeah. But everything's doing well. You know, a couple big wins for Army women's lacrosse and men's lacrosse this past weekend. Absolutely. Well, let's get into those games real quick before we dive into the careers of, of the athletes that we have on today. Men's lacrosse, we'll go over that really quick. They had the uh, Crown Lacrosse Classic on the road. Jimmy Perkins had four uh, or scored with less than four minutes left in that. That was a game winner in that one. Army started slow. They got back in it. And then Ryan Smith is now the all-time leader in men's lacrosse points, tied. Um, he only needs one to pass Trevor Moore. He had six goals, Perkins three goals. How closely does the women's team keep tabs on the men's team? And what is your guys' dynamic like? Um, well, we're definitely supportive of each other, just being uh, men's and women's lacrosse. Uh, definitely follow along to see if they're winning like or what's happening with their schedule. Um, I know they have a lot of away games this year, but it's been fun to follow and see their success as well, um, as we've been doing well and had a good season too. So um, we definitely – uh, keep tabs lately of who wins, who loses, but not again, not a lot of home games. So, um, yeah. I know we them on the bus, like on our way home, they, their game was like on the TV. So everyone was sharing them on. We usually go to their well, games because they share COVID, we can't. Yeah, that was, that was my next question. Do you guys know if you'll be in attendance for the game this, this weekend uh, for men's lacrosse? Because they, they play – Saturday, or you guys play Saturday? We we're not Friday, actually Saturday. allowed. Yeah, we're not actually allowed into the stadium. It's just like family only. But okay. I'm sure we'll all be following along or checking yeah. up on the floor. But yeah, we're not allowed inside. What is something you guys think the, that each team could learn from each other? Uh, the men's team could learn from the women's team, and the women's team could learn from the men's team. Um, I mean, I I think, go ahead, Jay. I, I feel like the men's team, they've had experiences with winning championships and obviously like winning champions championships back to back. So like they obviously, we know personally, they really do a good job of balancing fun and work. So I think that's something we could adopt to like, they do team bonding activities like playing soccer, or trivia, stuff like that. And they are a championship winning team. So that's something that we have definitely learned from them in the past. And I feel like they could, I don't know. I don't know what they could necessarily learn from us. Maybe they have some other insight on that. 
I think it's just like the passion. Like it's fun to see the other team win. So I think that just like we kind of feed off of each other. Like when we see one team doing well, it's like, oh, that's so cool. Like let's do like that too. And hopefully they're cheering for us as well. Absolutely. Well, I have a I have a hypothetical here. Um arguably we're going through a stretch right here. Well, we're not even arguably, the statistics don't lie. You have three of the greatest lacrosse, RMU lacrosse players on both teams with Ryan Smith and the Gandys. So my hypothetical for you, we'll go through everyone here. You're starting a new lacrosse team from scratch. Who do you take? You have Ryan Smith you can take, or you can take both Gandy twins. I think I know the answer to all of you guys. Uh, but both we'll start sharing. Yeah, both yeah. Gandys. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> the Gandys would crush Ryan Smith. Yeah. Okay. All day. That's, that's Answer. I would love to see that. In fact, our say. freshman year, we all went out and scrimmaged each other, and they whooped his ass. So good, good. I would, I would love to see that. You guys should definitely scrimmage more often. That, that would be very entertaining. Yeah. All right. They don't, want it. they don't want it. <laughs> they don't want it. Moving on to your guys' uh, dominant win. Um, seventeen to seven win over Youngstown. It was very commanding. Seventeen goals you put up in a game. Uh, 10 goal advantage. Mackenzie scored um, her 129th career goal, makes her first all time. Entering this game, I'm sure you all knew um, she was on the verge of that. What was that like when she was able to finally score it? And what was like the celebratory thing like after the game? Um, well, it was super exciting um, for that to happen to Ken's not break one, but two records in one season. That's just incredible. So just as her close friends and fellow graduate seniors, um, we got her a cake and um, did some locker room celebrations and went out to eat. So especially for the um, first record she broke, it was super exciting. And then to break two, it's just, I mean, amazing. And one thing that's like super special about Kenzie is she's super humble. So like, like she will never show you how excited she is about breaking a record. Like that's one of her best qualities. So it was super super great that would cheer on and like make her feel special because she is a humble person overall. So obviously, I mean, you guys have that winning streak currently homing a home winning streak of 14 games. Um, you know, what was it like to be able to, you know, get those wins at home? And obviously there, there were fans in the stands on this one. Um, how important is that to you guys, to your guys' playing overall? I think home wins are always the best wins. You never want to lose on like your home field where you practice every day. It's just like a pride thing. So I think like moving forward, we just like have to keep stepping on the gas. Like we can't just like let up because it's the challenging part about our conference is that we have to play each team twice, home and then away. So like now that we face these teams away, like Kent State this weekend, we've already played them, but now we're on our home turf. So it's just like a pride thing. Like we just want to like push on the gas just a little more, just because it's at our home field and. We're there every day. Like, no one wants to lose at home. I also think, like, since we did our last game last year was home, um, we know what it's like to get our season taken away from us, especially when you're home. So for us grad students, like, we actually – like, we work the extra mile when we're at home where others can watch us because we know like, it can be taken at any moment. Yeah, and with that, you know, the 14-game win streak at home, you know, it's a remarkable run of success at home. And including in the game against Youngstown State, you guys, um, the team had, you know, a hat-trick from freshman Gianna Anthony in the first quarter. So far this season, I mean, there's been a lot of scoring up and down the lineup. What has it been like to get, you know, scoring from every player on the roster, and how important is that to the team's success? 
Um, I, um, well, I think a lot of that. Go ahead, Jay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jay. Uh, I said, okay, I think fine. a lot of that comes from our attacking coach. Like she's big on like, she says it probably 10 times at practice. Like don't be selfish with the ball. Um, so our attacking unit has no, Known that even if you have a good opportunity, like the person next to you might have a better opportunity, and they've done a really great job this year, like playing for each other instead of playing for themselves. Yeah, and I think a huge focus, and then um, just that we can't rely on like one or two people. Like, like we said, like Kenzie has such a like big record of like goals, but it's like we can't just rely on Kenzie every game. And I think against our Central Michigan game the other week, like Cleo, who's a huge midfielder for us on both ends of the ball, was out. And so to see all these other girls, like, step up and start scoring some more goals, like, that's just awesome to see that other girls are getting more confident in themselves and, like, and shooting the ball more. Absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, just a dominant win from you guys. You guys, 42 to 19 in the ground ball advantage. Um after the game, or this is the first game that I was able to see since in person since my freshman year. It's been it's been crazy, obviously, with everything going on. What are you guys saying in the in the pregame huddle? I was I was a little confused on that. I couldn't. What what's the what's the the motto you guys have there? Um, well, we do had a little prayer. We do a little prayer before every game, um, just like hold hands as a team, just to kind of focus ourselves and um, get each other excited to play. Um, and then kind of the starters or whoever's going to be on the field first, we sort of all get together, hit sticks, and just kind of just talk about what we're going to do and motivate each other. But um, I don't know which one you're referring to. Probably the one that we're holding <laughs> yeah. hands and screaming. There's the like a name prayers. for it for like sports. I don't know what the exact name for it is, but it's like a prayer that like a lot of sports teams do. So like our captains say one verse and then we repeat it and you just like go through the whole thing. I've never heard that before. Um, also, and then this is just a question that I have to, I'm obliged to ask because I'm a huge animal lover. Um, there were there were dogs there after the game. What are their <laughs> names? Um, and who who who's uh who who's were they? Um one of the chocolate lab puppies was mine. Um his name okay. is Otis. He's about five months old, so he probably was running around the stadium um if you mm -hmm. saw him. So yeah, um, did, belongs yeah. to me. <laughs> All right, so moving on to the standings, um, you know, you guys are 4-0 in the MAC, you top that, um, and then you're 8-2 overall. Men's lacrosse, 4-5, and five, and then for the standings, you know, you guys are atop that as well. Um, men's lacrosse, they're not in a conference this year, um, not until next year season. Um, have you guys ever played out of conference in the past, like in, in, your, in your entire lacrosse career? Um, not just at RMU. And what is that is that like? And what what kind of challenges do you think that has for a team that's not in conference? Obviously, yeah, you guys are in conference. Mm -hmm. Um, but what do you think kind of challenges that has for the men's team? Yeah. So this year, like, I, we weren't sure if we were going to have any out of conference games just because of COVID and everything. So once they got closer, we were able to start scheduling some. We even our coaches were able to add Notre Dame onto our schedule. So. I think the men's team gets a lot of opportunities to play big teams like us against Notre Dame, who was ranked four at the time. They get a lot of those opportunities, and I think it's just awesome to like be able to go out there and prove yourselves. We kind of take out-of-conference games as like a practice of, like, like obviously we go out there and like do what we need to do, but it's kind of like our coach will schedule opponents that reflect people we're going to see in conference. So I couldn't imagine not having an in-conference because you kind of look like – you kind of look forward to that in the end, like, we're working towards a championship, a ring, and it's like when you don't have that opportunity, it's just like a game by game, I guess, like just focusing on each win rather than the end goal. 
I know that like one thing our sophomore year, um, it's really when us three, us four as a unit, like really started playing together. We played Louisville and we got to win against them. And that was probably one of the best feelings of a lacrosse career. So on the other hand, yes, it does suck that they don't play in conference, but like they also get to these little wins for each game. Like that's awesome for them. Like they're, the feeling is surreal when you get to win against a big name team. Absolutely. Uh, moving on to just news in general, this is a little uh, kind of outdated, not outdated, but still very relevant. Um, Kelly Colgrove, Defensive Player of the Week, uh, a couple weeks back. Melanie Gandy, Offensive Player, um, kind of sweeping that. Um, Kelly, what was it like to get those honors um, in the in the MAC? Uh, yeah, I think it's awesome. Shay got it the week before, and then I was able to get it with Mel at the same week. I think it's just I like I know Central Michigan's our huge rival, so to see them get the awards every week, I'm like someone's got to be pulling strings for them. So, like Shay had such a great game this week, and then I saw like number two from Central Michigan, and I'm like, damn. So I mean, it's obviously exciting to get recognition, but I mean, I'm just doing what I need to do. Like we got a team win in the end, and that's all I'm really excited for. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, moving on to just your guys's, you know defensive trio i know we don't have uh caitlin here but um just the impact that you guys have on the field it cannot be overlooked what do you think um i guess i don't know what are your guys' thoughts on being able to you know be the nucleus on the defense that you know doesn't score all the goals like the gandy twins but still without you guys you know there wouldn't be as successful as a program um and what are your guys' just thoughts on that overall I definitely think at this point we like read each other's minds like which is so weird to say but we've been playing with each other for so long like we know our strengths and we know our weaknesses and we all play for each other every day so we know how to fill in for that and I think that's something that has propelled us to success um like we all play for each other every day like you talked about the honors of the week like every every game when we go out there we think about like playing for each other and then that comes secondary like and i know we're all on the same page with that we're like a big family which is great yeah and we definitely celebrate each other's successes like when someone does win player of the week or has a great game like we know like sort of like in our hearts like it's because you know we were all able to like work together and we know it's because like of our unit um us and then obviously maddie griffin too of course um with kate too who is in here um that we're sort of behind these wins too, maybe not doing all the scoring, but making the stops that we need to make and, I don't know, just supporting each other and our middies and our attackers uh, throughout the field. So, I mean, we definitely take pride in um, holding teams to super low scoring amounts, but we also celebrate our individual successes too. So, You know, it's funny, Shay, you mentioned just the three of you guys, it's almost like you can read each other's mind. And I had I had the opportunity earlier in the year to interview the Gandy twins, and they said the same thing, just been playing for so long that they can read each other's minds. But, you know, let's go uh, let's go back to the beginning of your guys' lacrosse careers. Um, if we want to do a little roundtable here, go through the three of you. How did each of you get your start in lacrosse? Like from uh, when we were younger, you mean like yeah? yeah. Like how, how did you get involved with the cross when you guys were younger? Oh, uh, I can just start. But my mom played in college. Um, she played lacrosse and field hockey at Towson. So ever since like literally the first year that I could be signed up for lacrosse, I was signed up for lacrosse. So we would go practice in the backyard, and then I played back all through um, you know kindergarten through eighth grade, and then I played at uh, Notre Dame Prep in high school, and then. That led me to Robert Morris to be recruited. 
So that's just sort of my timeline, um, just from influence from my parents uh, to play, but. Yeah, I think when I was growing up, um, I was just, my parents just kind of put me into like every sport. Like I remember I played lacrosse, soccer, field hockey, basketball, and like lacrosse was just like one of the sports that I always enjoyed a lot more than the others. But I started, I would say it was in second grade maybe, and I just joined it mostly because like all my friends were joint, like starting up lacrosse. It's just a huge sport in Maryland. So I think that just gave me an opportunity to start as early as I could. And I just have stuck with the sport because it was my favorite one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, just like Kelly said, we're all from Maryland. So like, it's like when you're born, you're with a lacrosse stick. It's just like kind of how it is there. It's the hub for across and I started when I was really young I think I started when I was five and then I kept playing I played at Spalding which me and Maddie played against each other in the same high school like conference um so yeah it's just it's just what you do in Maryland <laughs> yeah that uh, that's I mean not necessarily confusing but like I don't know that's interesting to me because like I, I grew up in PA we're only a stone's throw away we maybe got a lacrosse stick in gym class once in the blue moon like that it wasn't very popular here why do you think maryland is 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 the hub it for for lacrosse that's a great question yeah, um, I'm as well yeah yeah it's i feel like it's just like an east coast thing like new york new jersey maryland i don't know and like the university of maryland has always been like that big yeah. school that's just always been good at lacrosse so i think just surrounding areas have like started their kids from such a young age but then, yeah, you make your way out into Pennsylvania and like we're coaching girls that who are starting like when I was that age. And I'm like, it's just there's only a couple teams you can really join out here. A few schools that have the sport. It just it definitely it's grown a lot quicker in Maryland, but yeah. I couldn't tell you the reason why. Yeah, honestly, I think it's just there's more opportunity in Maryland. Like Kelly said, yeah. like girls start way later here. It's like there's teams everywhere in Maryland yeah. and like. For as long as I can remember, McDonough High School, that was, like, the team to beat, like, for as long as I can remember. Like, fifth grade, I was, like, McDonough, like, that's the team. So it's just kind mm -hmm. of, like, the culture in Maryland. Kind of like how in Minnesota, like, everyone's playing hockey. It's, like, kind yeah. of the same thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But with Minnesota, though, I can, I can ex understand why, because, like, they have the frozen ponds and the things yeah. like that. I didn't understand. I don't know. I, it's, it's interesting to me. Yeah. Um so, you know, all three coming from Maryland, um, and you guys kind of touched on this earlier. Did you guys ever face off between each other and play on the same teams against each other? And when – I mean, you guys have obviously been at RMU for four and a half, four, whatever you guys want to call it, five-ish years now. Um, when did when did that chemistry sort of set in between you guys, um, and when did you guys face off or play with each other for the first time? I mean, I think it's important to note that we probably have all played each other because yeah. – all were on summer teams so like kelly was on mnd like i was on barry and maddie was on checkers like we all played each other in summer tournaments um me and maddie we actually got like recruited around the same time at the colonial classic so we kind of made a connection we played on the same friends like, schools so i remember like it was our junior or senior year like we'd see each other like crossing paths at the game, but we didn't really get that chemistry, I don't think, until we were living with each other and being with each other like 24-7. Yeah, I think the chemistry like definitely started our freshman year. We all got to live in like these little dorms together, Ross Hall, and 
just like the friendships that we made off the field just kind of like built our friendships on the field and the connections we were able to have with each other on the field it just kind of like being in the same class and living together it's like a different level of connection than just like your teammate it's i don't i can't really explain it but it is it's definitely to the next level of just any other teammate just because you have been with them for now five years and living with these people as well like you're with them every day yeah now you guys talked a little bit about getting recruited what was that process like and what you know what was that that thing that you stuck with you that made you want to choose rmu um i chose rmu because of our old coach katie phillips i actually chose it on that day I was talking about with Maddie, she was like the main reason I came here just because I loved every part of her as a coach. Um, so that's why I came here. That's why I was recruited by. Um, I came here mostly because of the strong academic, like the business school for sure. And then also the girls that I was being recruited with, like as we're coming in, they sort of try to connect you with the people that have already been committed or are still looking at Robert Morris, which would obviously be the Gandys, Caitlin, Shay, Kelly, Cleo, Thalia, um, and then Megan Cross, who isn't here anymore. And I really connected with those girls. And I really liked them, again, as people. Like, we're all best friends. So um, still to this day, we all stay in connection, even with Megan Cross, who isn't with us anymore. But I think I could definitely see myself being friends with them and just being teammates with them. So that definitely helped with the um, academic as well. Yeah, I think a big thing for me, I was able to visit like two or three times before I committed. And I got a better feel of for how the coaches are and their personalities. And then as well as like the team atmosphere, like it sounds cheesy, but like it really is like a family atmosphere. And I felt that even just as like a recruit, like I wasn't even committed yet. And I could feel like the family atmosphere from the girls that were on the team before me. And I think it's like important to like note that we all went to different like we were looking at a bunch of different schools in the recruiting process. So there's definitely going to be things that like stick out for you. And like our team is so unconventional down to the coaches, to the players. Like it's like an unconventional family, like Kelly said, which really does make it stand out against like D1 programs that are just in it for like the sport. What are all your guys' majors? I'm just curious. Like our undergraduate or what we're doing. Yeah. In, um, I'm undergrading or I undergraded in accounting and yeah. then I'm getting my master's in business administration right now. I was business management. I'm currently studying organizational leadership. Um, I was a dual major in marketing and management, and I got my minor in organizational leadership, and now I'm getting my MBA. Cool. All right. So, you know, we, the, the biggest factor in your guys' uh, you know, defensive structure and you and you mentioned it, is the way that you guys can connect with each other both on and off the field um how important has it been to have this bond um and how do you guys think it transitions to the field how has our how has it benefited us is that yes what yeah like the yeah okay well Definitely being friends first is very helpful. Like we can talk to each other in a way that's not like so stiff or like confrontational. Like I can be like, hey, like Kelly, next time this, that or whatever. And Kelly can do the same with me and so can Shay. And so just kind of so can our whole unit because we started off as just friends first and that connection. 
Um, and then sort of when we all, our sophomore year, when we all started playing around the same time, we were still all figuring out and making mistakes together. Um, we all hadn't started before that year. So um, when we're all thrown in there at once, like we have to figure things out and um, use our voices and communicate with one another. So it definitely helped like having that friendship first. Um, I also think that our coach Katrina, like, like I said, we didn't play much our freshman year and sophomore year we, we were thrown into starting and Katrina did a really good job of like putting us in the right positions that would suit us best. And she kind of, I would say, helped us come together on the field and helped make us what we are. All right. So the reason the reason I bring that up again is because I'm going to do a little segment that I did for for the men's and women's uh, hockey podcast, uh, uh, hockey hockey podcast, stack the pads. I'm bringing over a segment from that, and it's just simply called Five Quick Questions. So what we're going to do is we're going to go over just five quick questions, and you guys are going to name the player on the team or just a player out of you three and Caitlin um, that is the most likely to do blank. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of like a yearbook type thing. So. Okay. Let me know when you guys are ready. Are we doing player on the team or just between us? It's, it's up to you guys. What do you guys want to do? I don't care. If we think of someone else, then we'll just say yeah. it. If not, then we'll yeah. just Yeah. Okay. Player on the team would probably work better. Yeah. Okay. All right. Which player on the team is the most likely to start an actual fist fight on the field? <laughs> Mackenzie Gandy. Yeah. Mackenzie Gandy. <laughs> uh, which player on the team is the most superstitious? Cleo. Cleo. Yeah. Cleo. That was a good one. Yeah. Cleo for sure. Which player on the team is the best at other sports? Um. Hmm. I don't even know. Like, okay. Not me. me. <laughs> I'm I a one sport athlete. It's pretty athletic. I feel like she'd be good at all sports. Mm hmm. Okay. Um, which player on the team is the most likely to be late for practice? Kelly um, Flynn. Kelly Flynn. Nelson. Or Kelsey. Okay, and then the last one, which player on the team has the biggest temper? Probably Maddie Birch. Me. <laughs> okay. okay. Probably I me. Really, I, I didn't really expect that. Okay, that's interesting. I know, you seem nice. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, so we'll go back from, you know, after Owen's little five quick questions segment. Um, going back into the main questions that we had, um, going back to last year, I mean, just what was it like seeing that season get cut short and canceled and, you know, having that thought of that potentially being your last time playing for Army? Um, it was probably one of the worst feelings in my life. Um, I remember we were all together and we had slowly seen, like, conferences cancel and then the NEC was like saying that we were just done for two weeks and then eventually the NCAA came out with a statement saying that everyone was shut down so our whole class just like got together and just tears basically it was I mean you work for something for so long and without even like a hint of anything it's taken away so it was definitely heartbreaking yeah definitely one of the worst feelings um Glad that we were all together and were able to sort of like be together during that moment. But just sort of now, like looking back, like how we're able to play now with this, with COVID and everything, it's just like, you just wonder like what could have been last year. Um, obviously we're on this year, we won a championship, but um, just sort of, it, you can't help but think like, what about last year? Like, could we have had like that opportunity or you and just I, never know. 
And I think like another thing is like when we did find out, we all like we didn't know that they'd offer a fifth year. We had no idea. We just knew that it was ending and people were going home soon. So it wasn't just like our season got canceled. It was like our senior year got canceled. We didn't have those last couple of months together, which is like also so important like for us to start our real world jobs and i know it's hard for us being one less without megan kraus this year because she was like a part of our family so it was heartbreaking that we were about to move on to our different lives without having a chance to like come in with what we started for mm -hmm. i think you know another thing too is that like looking back now like since we because at the time we didn't know we were changing conferences so looking back like the nec was something we have always just like wanted to win so bad. And we've always come so close. So just like, I'm like, I look back and I'm like, I wish I had that opportunity to like go back and beat those rivals that we always wanted to be. And I'm in last year, we were like, this is the year we can do it. So like kind of what Maddie said, like what, what could have been like, we don't know, like obviously we don't know what would happen, but we don't even have like, we're in a new conference. Like I'm glad we have the opportunity that the men's team isn't able to, but it's kind of like we're learning like new rivals and it's just that rivalry of Wagner and Mount and Brian. It's just like, it's different now, but it's just like weird to look back on. Like we'll, we won't have that opportunity again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know for obviously Owen and I, we're not athletes here on campus, but I know just when that happened, when everything got shut down, even just seeing people, you know, I had friends who were athletes on some teams. It was heartbreaking. A lot of people, you know, were upset. So I, I feel for you guys, but when you guys were given that opportunity to come back for another year, was there any ever any hesitation to come back or was it, you know, you wanted to come back right away? Oh, as soon as I heard, I, saw, I think I saw it on Twitter that the NCAA was allowing for another year of eligibility and I called my parents and I was like, I'm coming back, like cancel everything, I'm coming back. Yeah, I mean, I had to definitely figure some things out because um, I accepted a full-time position, but I mean, they're so flexible and with COVID anyway, they're not even back in the office. So I was able to come back and I, for my certified public accounting exam, I need an MBA or 150 credits anyway. So it ended up just really working out for me, but um, it was an immediate yes, if it was possible. So no hesitation really for me. I think I was like on the opposite side of the spectrum. Like I had pretty much told everyone I wasn't coming back. And I actually went to go talk to my coach to tell her I, drove there telling her I wasn't coming back. And somehow by the end of the conversation, I was coming back. So it was like, I was focused on getting a real world job and like starting my adult life and um, like a company. And then Katrina convinced me otherwise. So that's why I'm here. <laughs> well, we're glad she did. Um, my final question for all three of you guys, um, what do you look to accomplish this season in your, you know, uh, kind of different senior year? Finally, I, mean, or whatever. I think the obvious is a championship and we work towards that every day but Katrina always reminds us it's the legacy we leave behind we just had 13 new freshmen come in that we never ha thought we were gonna have to play with but I think it's just leaving our mark on their class and the classes between us is a huge thing that mm -hmm. will come along with a championship as well I think us, our class as a group and our, on defense even um, we've sort of built a really strong culture that we are trying to, like Kelly said, implement with the younger girls so that when we leave, we still have that culture of family. Um, three girls that come forward to, or four that 
to replace us, um, that they have that same, uh, they don't even need to talk, like they just can read each other's minds. So we're working towards that for them. And then obviously our goal, this being our last year, um, you win the championship, you get a bid to the NCAA. So that's what we're working towards. Um, it's looking really good right now, but like someone said earlier, we have to play every team twice, which it's hard to beat a team twice. So fingers crossed for that. But those are our two, I would say our two main goals. I think that we've worked really, really hard as a class to change the culture of the program. Cause when we first came in, it wasn't a culture that necessarily was the best. And now it's like an amazing culture that everyone loves being a part of the team. So I think what Kelly said and Maddie legacy and culture are like our two biggest goals. And then obviously like a tangible goal would be the Mac and whatever comes after that. Well, absolutely. We'll look forward for you guys uh, through the rest of the season. You guys play Kent state at noon uh, Friday. Um, and then uh, men's across um, 1 PM at Joe Walton on Saturday. All right, looking forward to it and looking forward for you guys for the rest of the season. Thank you all for joining us uh, for the Quick Sticks podcast. I'm Owen Kreps. I'm at Twitter at OKreps85. And then Nate, um, what are you on Twitter again? Nate Brysinger, just all together. And then RBCSM as well. Thank you all for joining us. We'll see you guys next week. Thank, Thank you. Thank you.